he's kicking assets uh, where we are kicking assets and taking names. <laughs> I am feeling fiery today. I am Courtney, and uh, we are so excited for you to join us. Um, we are not financial advisors. This is for educational purposes only, and I am going to let my rock star partner, Robin, introduce our guest. Thank you, Courtney. And we have this amazing, beautiful, fully brained businesswoman, Tiana Kalen, joining us today. She is a social media influencer, and we are going to talk a little bit today about how she is using that avenue and her brain for passive income and, and future streams of wealth. So Tiana, welcome to our show. We're thrilled and grateful to have you today. And I'd love for you just to share with our audience essentially about you and your business. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me today. I'm so excited. <laughs> I um, do. I'm so excited. <laughs> I do. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, a little bit um, about me. I do. It's, it's so funny like hearing Robin call me a social media influencer because it's not really, you know, what I refer myself as. Um, but yeah, I do um, do social media influencing kind of as a side hustle. My husband um, does it completely full time. So that's kind of how I started getting into it um, and really kind of building this brand and this following on, you know, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, I kind of came to the realization. Um, and I think everyone kind of in social media has to at a certain point is you're not always going to be relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, you're eventually going to, for lack of a better term, things change so fast. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, as I was talking to you guys about this a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm not always going to be so young and, have this, you know, fit little bod and, you know, all that stuff. So I really do capitalize on it and I capitalize on this generation and I use it, um, to make money essentially. Um, and then with that money, I choose to invest it. Like Robin kind of alluded to, to have this passive income and, um, you know, because I know it's not, it's not going to be around forever and I may not be relevant forever. Um, so I try to set myself up so that when I'm not, I don't just have nothing to show for it. I can still, you know, support myself and my family and do things I want to do, whatever that may be. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of background about me. Mm. Well, but there's a little bit more to you because there's an amazing brain inside of that gorgeous head. And so tell us about what what you do like as a part yeah, of well, your, yeah, I wanna, your okay, day job about your, well, not your side okay. hustle what do you what do you do I actually want to hear about both I want to well, hear I do about I want to hear about that side hustle and then I want to hear about you know what kind of your okay I am the worst at social media I <laughs> at it. I am really trying to figure it out you know Austin my son is really trying to help me and god bless him I know every time we have to do a post he's like oh my gosh please just let me do this because something that should take 20 seconds takes me 30 minutes. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what you do in the day. Cause I, I met you through Austin cause he takes care of your social media stuff. But, you know, as we've kind of dug in and found out so much more about you, I'm like totally just so blown away and impressed. I just, I love what you're doing. I wish that I had my head on as straight as you do when I was your age, I would be like miles and leaps and bounds ahead of where I am 
right now. So I'm just, I think you're so incredible. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I am a, yes, I am a, a woman of many facets, I guess. Um, but yes, so my, my normal, I'll call it, you know, day job, my eight to five, um, I actually work in finance. So mm-hmm. I went to college, I majored in corporate and international finance. Um, and I was fortunate enough to find a career path actually in what I majored in, mm-hmm. um, which nowadays is very difficult. Um, so I've been doing that for, oh my goodness, um, almost a decade now. Um, I've had this normal suit and tie, you know, eight to five job in finance. Um, and so I, I have, you know, kind of that avenue of me and that life and that, that version of Tiana. Um, and then, you know, I found this kind of like social media world and realm Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. And I think, you know, having, I've always had this kind of, I'll call it, I don't business mindset or, or entrepreneurial mindset of like, okay, how can I capitalize on this? How can I make money? What's the next idea? What's the next move? And I realized like, I could capitalize on this whole generation, like social media, people are doing this as a living, like this is their eight to five, you know? And, um, so I did, I really dove into it head first and, um, you know, growing on it is, is very difficult. I'm fortunate enough. My husband does it full time. So I'm already in that space and got to learn a lot of things before uh-huh. really diving into it. The, the pros, the cons, you know, there are, it looks all great and like everyone's having the time of their life, but it's, it's tough. It's not a nine to five. Well, there's a lot of work that goes into that too. It's yeah. not just, yeah. oh, I'm going to throw a post up. I mean, there's a lot of work and thought and effort and time that goes into doing that and maintaining it. Right. Absolutely. There's a strategy. A oh, absolutely. Strategy. And then not to mention, you know, the, the mental aspect of it, of dealing with the general public of people mm-hmm. that don't know you, but they act like they know you that don't, you know, that some are nice, some are so kind and some really aren't. And you have to have kind of this like tough shell and stay true to who you are. And, um, you know, I look at it as a, as a pure business. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of people don't, and at the end of the day, you know, people have to understand I'm running a business, I'm running a brand, I'm doing this to make money off of all of this and capitalize on it. And, you know, some parts of it, you know, Courtney, like you were saying, are, are fun and it's so great. And others are, it is a 24 seven, you know, job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, whether it's answering comments, editing videos, um, you know, figuring, making this content, doing that researching strategy, whatever it is, um, collaborating all of that stuff. And that's actually one thing that I have found is the best way to grow on social media, um, is collaborations. And once I kind of, yeah, once I kind of figured that out, because especially with how, and Courtney, you made such a good point earlier with how quickly it all changes Mm -hmm. and how quickly, you know, Instagram and YouTube, they change their algorithm. So what worked last week, it's not going to work this week. They're not going to push it. It's changed and no one ever truly knows what it is. I personally don't even think these social media platforms know what their own algorithm is. I just think it's all luck of the draw and timing and, you know, all of that. But one of the ways that I have found success is through, and I would say in life in general, honestly, is through collaboration because 
if you have your followers, you're only reaching those people. So it's really hard to gain any more if those are the only people you're exposed to. But if you now collaborate with Sally down the street, you're, and she posts you, or you guys do TikToks together or YouTube or whatever, and she posts you now people are like, Oh, who's, you know, who's this person? And you're reaching her audience. And I do the same on mine of like, you know, let's, let's get everyone to grow here because there's enough room and space and likes and views and, and whatever for everyone. So I really took this social media thing and I ran, I sprinted with it. Um, I still am sprinting with it and using it while I'm relevant, social media is relevant, everything is, um, and using that to just kind of set myself up for the future. And it's interesting because I know a lot of women as well doing the same thing. One of my friends, she's using it to put herself through nursing school. So she'll graduate with no student loans. Mm. Um, another friend of mine is looking to buy two, um, investment properties next year. So Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting how kind of this generation of, you know, men and women are using this to not everyone granted, but to fund, you know, and set themselves up for success. And I think that those people that do that will have a very different lifestyle once this fad is over. And once they are no longer relevant, um, you know, I'm not going to be probably posting or doing what I'm doing at 60, 65 years old. It's just not. <laughs> you should, you um, know what, that would be an amazing, <laughs> who knows what, what will be out there. Uh, and here's, I love this so much because uh, a lot of people don't think like that. You know, a lot of people are making their money, you know, whether it's in, you know, being a professional athlete or uh, making money yes. in the stock market or, you know, crypto or, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're making that money. And instead of investing it and doing something that can help them out long-term and looking at that long-term goal, they're going out and buying sports cars or really expensive houses. And the next thing you know, they're, they've run out of their money and there's not a way to, to keep funding that. And now they've got to get rid of these assets that they've acquired, or maybe they can no longer afford to pay, you know, the payments or whatever. So I just, I love that you are thinking about that and taking your money and, and getting your money to work for you so that in the long run, you're getting that passive income and those gains. And eventually, ultimately this real estate and everything else is going to eventually be worth more because equity happens. And um, it's like a bonus at the end of that deal. So I just, I love that you're smart enough to think that way. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we're really wanting to help people with is kind of changing that mindset. And, you know, instead of taking that money and just going and blowing it, on stuff um, going, okay, you know, I really do want that Lamborghini or I want this really nice house. What kind of investment can I make? That's going to give me the passive income to pay for that asset. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it, Courtney. And I, I couldn't agree more, especially in this day and age, this, you know, these generations coming through as it's this keeping up with the Joneses because everyone's posting their highlights. I just bought a new car. I just bought a new Balenciaga bag. I just bought a new house. I just went on this crazy vacation, went on this yacht, blah, blah, blah. But no one's ever posting their failures or their struggles or anything. So this generation, I feel like constantly has to keep up and feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough things like that. Instead of you know, like you said, Courtney, using this income of, I don't need to keep up with it. That's great. It's a cool car. Congratulations. But like you said, you know, if you are a pro athlete and you get hurt, 
and you're done. What, how are you now going to afford these three sports cars, this $10 million mansion, this, this, that, this lifestyle that you're used to. And, or if you're a social media influencer, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're, if you're whatever, um, you know, how are you going to sustain that when it could all go away tomorrow? Right. Um, and that's what I, I wake up every single day and I'm like, it could all go away, you know, tomorrow. I mean, it could, someone could cancel you. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow and now nothing's running without you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of, you know, why I've always wanted to be sure to have this passive income. And like you said, Courtney, something to fund that. Do I want a new car? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want a new car. Who doesn't? I love Balenciaga bags. I I, love designer stuff. But could I have, you know, and I've wanted a new car for, for years now, but my car works, it gets me from point A to point B and it does its job. But I've now, you know, Courtney, I, I think that where, way where I'm like, could I have taken all of that money that I used and saved up for my investment properties and went out and bought a new car and had what I wanted? Absolutely. But instead I took that and I bought those properties. So now I can go out and buy a new car. And guess what? To me, Granted, I understand it's not free. I'm still technically paying for it, but I'm using what those investment properties are, you know, giving me every month to make that car payment, to Mm -hmm. pay for that car. It's no longer coming out of my eight to five paycheck like it would have. And you have an asset at the end of that. That exactly. has, now you have this asset and then whatever you used that passive income on. So you have and, and someone else, like you said, is building equity for me. They're, they are building, I'm not paying that the mortgage every month. No. You know, my guests, my tenants, those are paying every month and they're paying for my new car. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. So Tiana, um, you um, are wise beyond your years. And so someone has shaped that in your life. And so I'd love for you to kind of speak to some of those mentors that have kind of helped you um, become who you are, modeled that for you, um, because so many folks do exactly what we're talking about. Some of I used to do just go out and just about. By whatever. Well, I did too. I did too. But, you know, you and I both have had mentors in our life and we've um, put ourselves in a lot of situations where we're learning, edu- you know, tons of education and then we're applying it. You know, we're not just like, oh, okay. Right. No. Um, so th- that speaks to some maturity in someone who's so young, um, you know, and you're very young as far as what I'm seeing because I'm in my 50s. And so to me, you're very young, um, you know, so, so would you just kind of speak to that a little bit? Because that's pretty incredible to be able to be thinking about or just to, to live that way. You're, you're not just thinking about it. You're doing it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm actually 47. I just have a great Botox. Shout out to Dr. Oh my God. Okay. I'm coming to wherever you are. (laughs) Okay. I really (laughs) thought you were in like your 20s. No, no. I am in my 20s. I really am. Um, I I'm 29. Okay. I was like, I was like, you scared me. I was like, holy cow. So let's go there tomorrow. (laughs) I will book that flight now. (laughs) I uh, I love this question. Um, and I know I, I do look a, y- a lot younger and I think that I'm going to answer this kind of in, in two parts. I think that me being 
older is I grew up before social media. And I think that that had a huge, huge mm-hmm. impact. Um, you know, my, I always say like my frontal lobe of my brain got to be fully developed before I started seeing, you know, what's on Instagram and, and the, the fakeness and the Photoshopness and the, the lifestyle and, and all of this stuff as I got to, um, you know, Instagram wasn't cool until I, or wasn't really around until I was like a senior in high school. And that's when you would post fi- pictures of like your food. It didn't yeah. become what it was until really after I got out of college. And I, at that point was like, you know, an adult and had experiences and was like, okay, well this, you know, it's, it's not everything it's cracked up to be. Whereas kids nowadays, you know, there's 10 year olds with Instagrams looking at, you know, bodies of people. And I'm like, that's not real. They, they paid for it, which is fine. That's so, so great. I love it. You do you, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. But as a young girl, I think that that is so hard. And that's something I think when I have kids, how I'm going to, you know, walk my daughter through this, Mm -hmm. um, about my kids don't have social media. My kids that are still in grade school, exactly. Elementary, you know, under 18, my kids don't have it. So yes. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that that's one thing, but two, Robin, to really, I got sidetracked, get back to your question. <laughs> I do. I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, here's my dropper. <laughs> um, but I do, I do get that a lot. Um, you know, that I, I seem a lot older and wise beyond my years. And, and I think there's, you know, a couple factors in that. And first and foremost, it's, um, my parents. You know, um, I am fortunate enough to have two, you know, very loving parents that always wanted more for my brother and I, you know, than they had. And um, I really got kind of that drive and that oomph and that, you know, I'm going to take on the world from them and from a really young age. You know, I I tell this story all the time is I I played softball for 12 years, all-stars, tournaments, traveling around the U.S., all of that good stuff. And I started when I was like four and a half at T-ball. Well, my town, they didn't have softball. There weren't girls that wanted to play. And so my parents were like, okay, well, she'll play with the boys. And it just like, was never a question. It was never like, oh, well there, you know, there's no girl league, so you can't play. And I have carried that throughout my entire life, you know, of, okay, so, so what? She'll play with the boys. It'll be fine. I love that because that's the ultimate, like, if somebody tells me, no, I can't do it. I guarantee you, I'm going to, not only am I going to find a way, but we're going to go at it like 500 X. (laughs) Exactly. Is, you know, I love that. Tell me I can't do something and I'll do it 10 times better than you ever thought that I would. Um, so I think carrying through that and for, uh, I think it was two or three years I did, I had to play with the boys, which it's a different ball. It's a different, you know, they're much bigger there. It's just a different ball game with boys until there was enough to make a girls league. And then, you know, growing up in sports, um, I did almost every sport you could imagine, at least trying it. Um, but mostly my two loves were softball and cheerleading, which is complete opposites. Yeah. Um, but that's so funny because I played softball and my daughter cheerleaded. So there you go. There you go. But I was always, always the smallest on the team. Um, and I always, my position was pitcher and shortstop. So being a a pitcher, I, I don't have a lot of weight or strength behind me Mm -hmm. to push and make the ball go fast. Whereas I was going up, especially when I was doing, you know, all-stars in tournaments and all that travel ball, there were girls who were like 
you know, we're like 14 years old and she's like six, one, 185, just like oh, throwing God. these like 70 mile an hour <laughs> fastballs. And mm-hmm. if I wanted to be a starting pitcher, like I had to compete with that. And so, you know, my dad and I would practice in the backyard with weighted softballs so that I could build my arm and my strength, um, to be able to compete. So I've, I've always, my whole life in sports had to like compete hard, almost harder or work harder or, or use. Well, when you surround yourself with people that are better and smarter and everything else, it makes you work harder and it makes Mm -hmm. you step up your game. And it's true in everything. hundred percent. And then when I got to, you know, the real world and the corporate world, I, again, for whatever reason, decided to choose a, a, a career path and a major that is male dominated, That's right. you know, finance, That's investments, all of that. It is, you know, 98, world. yeah, 98%. It is men in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, came in as a very young, I started my career. Um, I had just turned 21. I graduated college a year early. So I was barely 21, you know, walking into a giant skyscraper building working for a big fortune 500 company. And, you know, no one took me seriously because they were like, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Right. right. You want a cookie? Like that means nothing. (laughs) You know, and I've just always, you know, said, and pardon my French, but just because I have a vagina doesn't mean I don't have a brain. Yeah. Um, And so I have always had to fight and essentially Robin, to your point, add years to my life and to my wisdom and to the way I speak and carry myself and things like that. So people did think that I was older than I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, carrying that through sports and then now being like, oh, now we're in the real world. So it's really the same thing as I'm, I have to play ball with the boys again, you know? And, and I feel like there's a way you can do that. Like I'm really good at getting into those political games. Cause you know, I kind of always, I've always worked in male dominated fields also, and, and they don't take you seriously. And so I feel like I have, you kind of have to go in and, um, you have to strategize, you kind of have to strategize with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I inherited my dad's oil company about 13 years ago. And a lot of those men, when I call to talk to them, they won't even talk to me. They'll talk to Joe and my right. husband doesn't know anything about that, but there's this good old boy club and I'm, it. you know, some aspects of it drives me crazy. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, please just call them. Here's what's going on. You know, take mm-hmm. care of this, but it's so it's frustrating. It is mm-hmm. very very frustrating. And I have, I was told one time I was, I was on the phone with a gentleman. Um, and I called him and he said, um, I was told point blank. Um, I don't work with women because I don't believe they should be in finance. Even though women are statistically way better with money than men are, (laughs) you know, and I was like, again, it's, I've just always grown up and had this really, you know, tough shell. And this really, if you're saying something like that, to me or about me, that means you don't know me. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel sorry for you. Um, cause I'm awesome to know. Um, but, yes, you are um, and I'm getting to know you. I love it. I so love it. I just, I don't take it personally, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I called my boss and I said, Hey, you know, you're really going to have to handle this client relationship. Um, he doesn't like working with women cause he doesn't think they should be in finance. So I'll email you over his phone number and We'll just mark him as you kind of have to handle this client relationship. Yeah. And yeah. he said, absolutely the F not. 
you know, he said, if, if he's not going to work with you because of that, you know, asinine reason, then I don't care to have his business. And I love that. I I've through the years had some incredible male and female, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not partnerships, but, um, support systems Mm -hmm. of no, that's not right. So I don't need his money and I don't care to work with him either because that's ridiculous. I would want someone to say that to my daughter or my sister or my mother or anything. And it's, it's just a very old school way of thinking, but I'm in an old school industry. So, um, I've just been able to, you know, always through the years have this gang and this support system of people that, um, are there and say things like that. Cause to me, I was like, you know, after he said that, I was like, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. You know, like at the end of the day, it didn't bother me. Is it super awful to hear over the phone? Yeah, it is. But it's like, okay, moving on to the next. Move on, Um, move on. Yeah. So I've just, I want to ask you, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. you've, You've mentioned, and we've sort of danced around a little bit, about your real estate investing. Um, And so I kind of would love to kind of talk about that just a little bit. Um, You know, you're obviously um, uh, highly intelligent and work in a male dominated field, your W-2 job, if you will. And you've been able to um, utilize um, your God-given beauty um, to, you know, capitalize on the social media component, and you've got the maturity and the foresight to use that income for future streams of income. So what are the investments that you are really most interested in and investing in? Yes. Um, So I have two investment properties. Um, They're both currently Airbnbs. Um, They, when I first Um, bought them. They did have long-term tenants and I chose that I wanted to kind of dabble in the Airbnb game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I made both of them into two Airbnbs. So I have two homes that um, do that. And it's, it's something I have always wanted to do. I have always been fascinated, interested in real estate. I always said, if I didn't work in finance, I would be in real estate. I'd be a realtor. I'd be, you know, something it's always fascinated me. And it kind of came about a couple different reasons. Um, one, whenever I, I'm a super social person, I can easily talk to anyone for hours. So I, I, wherever I go, I always talk to people. I can always easily pick up a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, um, most of the very successful people that I have met in my life, I always ask, well, what do you do? Yeah. And 98% of the time it's real estate. They either own real estate, they are in commercial real estate, or they own, you know, uh, one time I met a gentleman, he owned 200 and something section eight houses in another state. Um, And so I've just, it's just always come up and I'm like, okay, well, if this is consistent throughout, you know, all of the the successful people that, that I've met, um, you know, let me, let me dabble in this. And like I said, it's always been an interest of mine. And then third, I wanted something that was, um, you know, passive income because Mm -hmm. I want to, if I want to, you know, take a hiatus from my job to raise, you know, some kids for a couple of years, I want to be able to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. but still have, 
you know, build equity and still have some sort of income coming in. So that's kind of how I, you know, started in it. And it's funny because um, about a year and a half after I graduated college, I had the idea of, this was before, you know, Airbnb or anything was like even a thing or, but I had the idea of, I wanted to, um, buy a condo. My, my college roommates and I still kind of lived in the same area. And then I would live there and then they would live in the other two. And I would charge them enough rent that it would cover my version of the rent. And again, Mm -hmm. someone is paying the mortgage without me paying it. Um, so yeah, I was a 20, I think I was 22 at the time I met with a realtor. I did this, I did all that. Um, and I, I had no credit, no credit because I, I was always of the mindset of, um, pay cash for everything. Yeah. Like, if you don't have it, why are you buying right. it? Like, I'm not going right. to put things on a credit card. I'm not going to, you know, anything like that. Like any cars that I buy, they're just used old cars. It gets me from point A to point B. It's like, do you have a car payment? No. You know, I just, I had no credit. And that was like a big learning lesson for me mm-hmm. too of, okay, this is something I really want to get into. And, you know, all of these people are, you know, successful that do this and I would love passive income. And it was a big learning lesson of having to kind of play the like adult game of like, no, you need credit. I'm like, I don't want credit card debt. And it's like, well, no, like, you know, the debt before you pay it off that month helps build your credit. And I'm like, this world is so ass backwards. Like this makes literally no sense to me. Um, but I did, I tried to buy my first property when I was 22 and it was obviously, you know, denied. And, um, again, Courtney going back to the, like, okay, tell me, no, I'm going to do it bigger and better. Um, so, you know, I, I read all the real estate books. I listened to all the videos. I, you know, did this, did that. It's, um, it's just really always interested me. I don't know why. And then I think having hearing successful people talk about it and that's what they do, then it motivates me even more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I was talking to my husband the other day. I was like, Hey, I think I want to buy like a coin laundry business. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I always come up with yes. all these things. I'm like, or, you know, a, a storage facility. Like I'm like, what's my, what's kind of my next move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can give you a strategy on that, that I can tell you about later on. So we can yes. circle back. To that. <laughs> there we go. I, well, we've I, had I, a couple of storage facilities and, um, they are, um, they're great. And, um, so I love that business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll collaborate after this, Yes. Um, but, but you're thinking in the, in the right way. And so, you know, all of these things that you were doing on the front side, as you graduated from school, prepared you really for this incredible success that you have now as a social media influencer and just matured your thinking. Well, I love that you talked to all these people and realized that, you know, real estate was kind of that, you know, common factor that all of these people had in common that, you know, was contributing to their success and then Mm -hmm. took action. You figured that out and took action. And that's what Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Thank you. Um, okay. So I love that you're looking at coin laundry and one of the things, so are you familiar with Cody Sanchez? Um, she 
has a LinkedIn account. I met her at Mark Moss's event. And so she's always talking about like cash flowing businesses. And um, I'll have to send you her information on LinkedIn because she puts out lots of great content. And um, she always talks about buying businesses, but laundry, coin operated laundry facilities was something she talked about, mm -hmm. like parking lots. Um, but mm -hmm. there's so many businesses, all these baby boomers are retiring right now. Yes. And a lot of their kids don't want to take over their business because they want to be TikTok famous or influencers yeah. and they don't want to have regular jobs. So if you go online, there are tons and tons and tons. I think it's like 3 million businesses for sale right now. I mean, there are, it's crazy how many businesses are out there. So I've been scouring through that and kind of taking a look at it and going, okay, you know, what kind of laundry facilities or, you know, whatever can I, you know, pick up and take over. And so Mm -hmm. And what does that process look like? And what do I need to know to make well, sure that's successful? I think too, you have to look now with where the world sort of is and your investments. Of course, this is just my own philosophy, but sure. what, what do people need what, and, versus want? You know? Well, and and so I, if it's something they need, current, yeah, in these current economic times, yeah, you need relevant to have for that. the next five to 10 years. And so yeah. that's the kind of, you know, people have to do laundry skills that you've got to use right now during this window of time. And it's something that, you know, I'm personally spending time doing. Courtney and I have had multiple conversations about, you know, different, you know, opportunities and, you know, um, it's, it's thinking smart. It's not, yeah. you know, well, you know, we've been, you know, getting into all these different like real estate investments and yeah. stuff. So right now I have really kind of turned my focus into like cash flowing businesses. So mm -hmm. I just invested into acquiring dental offices. So we mm -hmm. already have three offices in that portfolio. And now I'm looking at laundromats and some, uh, you know, some other things that, you know, people need, you know, dental work is not going to go away. People have got to go to the dentist, yes. people got to yes. wash their clothes, you know, so I'm really sitting back going, okay, what do people need that they're not going to, you know, what are people still going to utilize? What businesses are they still going to use? Um, even when there's inflation and people are struggling, what do people still need? So hundred mm -hmm. percent. And I think that's such an important way to look at it is what's going to survive. Robin, mm -hmm. like you said, in the next five to 10 years, it's um, true. And water is another one of those areas, you know, um, when you start looking at these alternative businesses and, you know, I've been diving in a bit just into um, different water uh, opportunities. And so um, people are some buying up all the water rights <laughs> and laid with water. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, uh, your, your mind is in the right direction. And I love that we're, you know, kind of all talking about that. So what if you could um, send, I love asking this question because um, you said you're 29. Mm -hmm. And so if you could give um, just one nugget of wisdom to someone who's um, a young woman or a man that's looking to break into this uh world of social media um, influencing, um, it, you know, you said you can, you might only be relevant for a short window of time for a lot of different reasons, the platforms, uh, your body and, you know, your business alliances. What, what piece of advice would you give someone who's getting started to help their trajectory in that area? Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like I have so many. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll touch, I'll touch on, on a few. Um, I would say, um, stay true to yourself. 
Mm. It's very easy to get lost. Um, and it's very easy to go where the crowd goes or do what the crowd is doing. Um, you know, just being in that realm of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's crazy because influencers are now like, it's like this generation's version of a celebrity. They're like, this is their Angelina and Jolie, um, Brad, you know, right. Angelina and, you know, all, yeah. of that, all of that stuff. So, um, and, you know, you would always hear, oh, well, they kind of went off the deep end because they went, you know, got with a bad crowd or did this or, or whatever. So stay, stay true to yourself. Um, and I would also say, you know, you, you do have to have, and I think this is part of staying true to yourself, tough skin and be mentally, um, you know, okay, because there will be strangers that will say things and get under, try to get under your skin and, you know, all of that. And like I said, I'm just old enough that I'm like, it doesn't matter. But if, you know, that was happening to me and I was growing up in this day and age and I'm 13, 14, 15, 16, it's probably going to affect me a little bit differently than it does, you know, at 29 being an adult, a wife, uh, you know, all of that. Um, so I would say that, and then, um, collaborate, you know, collaborate. That's really how you grow, um, and keep, your, your circle small and keep the good people around you. And then last, I would say live below your means. Um, because social media, like, you know, again, this is why it's, it's kind of a side hustle for me. Hopefully one day it's a, it's a full hustle for me, but you know, you never know, but social media, you're what you get paid every month just goes like this. I mean, it is, it's not, you know, Robin, like you were saying, a W-2 where I know I'm getting X amount every single month. I know this amount goes this, this amount goes this, I'm going to have this left over. I'll all have a roof over my head, food on the table. It's all good. Social media is very different. Um, and I think it's important to live below, well below your means because you never know what your paycheck's going to be that month. You never know if you're down and out, if, if your, you know, your videos don't do well, if they don't, you know, get the amount of views or if someone tries to cancel you and then there's, you know, you just, you really never freaking know. Um, so that's another one. I think it's, it's hard, especially in this day and age is there's this keeping up with the Joneses and I've just like never played that game. It's never interested me. Um, but it's, it's important, you know, Courtney, going back to the, could I have gone and bought a, a new car to kind of keep up with the Joneses? Yeah. But I bought two houses instead it's not as cool to some people. It really isn't at the end of the day. It's not because I can't, you know, I'm not showing it. I'm not posting pictures of it. I don't have this new fancy bag or this new fancy car or, or whatever. It's really not that cool to some people. To me, it's freaking awesome. It's so cool. Just like owning shit, honestly. Um, so I think kind of live, you know, living below your means and not playing this whole keep up with the Joneses game, which is hard. It's not easy. Um, These five you know, points that oh, you mentioned are applicable in any industry. I mean, I'm sitting here with my marker taking notes. I'm like, these five things are critical in any industry in any stage of life. I mean, well, absolutely. We literally it. just had our inner circle meeting with the real estate guys here recently, and yeah. we literally talk about 
you about who you surround yourself with, how critical it is on who you surround yourself with. Um, you know, if you're trying to grow stuff about, you know, getting onto other people's podcasts and things that have big followings, you know, collaborate. I mean, all of these things that you're talking about, getting the negative out of your head. We talk about these things all the time and how critical and important all of these things are. So I love that you figured all this out without being in these brilliant mastermind groups. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's good to know though, that that's, that's what these mastermind groups are talking about. Cause then I'm headed in the right direction. It's some sort of like reassurance, you know, It it is, it is, but you know, mindset mindset infects so much because, so much. Um, you know, the negative little voices or the comparison, uh, creeps in. And I have a tendency to do that. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not busy enough. Oh, I'm not in okay. as many I have to share this. Groups. I'm, you know, Yes. Okay. So I have been reading the gap in the game, which I've been seeing it slowly for a little while. I have it on audible. It is so amazing. And about a week ago I started, he said, you know what, at the end of the day, every day, before you go to bed, write down what three things you accomplished for the day, and then write down three things that you're grateful for, and then set your three intentions of what you want to accomplish for the next day. So I've been doing that every night. And when you go to bed at night, thinking about the three things that you accomplished, three things you're grateful for, and the three things you want to accomplish the next day, you wake up, you go to bed with a different mindset, you wake up with a different mindset, and you get so much more accomplished, and you're intentional about what you're doing through the day. And I really feel like that has made a tremendous change in my um, uh, my productivity over the course of this last week. And so I have my little book where, you know, I write down, I've been writing down um, for this last few days, and at the bottom, I have some of my affirmations. Um, uh, you know, like two of them are, one is I am grateful for the opportunities opening up to me today. Um, I, every day in every way I'm becoming more successful. I fully deserve all of the great opportunities that are coming. I am whole, perfect, powerful, and strong. Yes. So, oh, you girl. So, so Brett is reading that book and he yes. has been telling me, sharing with me these very same things you, mm-hmm. you need to be thinking about, it has you really, know, I've what, only been doing it for a week. How far you've come right. versus comparing you to someone else. And so it's been amazing. 100%. And I, I, but I need to read the book. I need to read the book. I do. I really do. I know. I think too, a lot of that with all this mindset and, you know, Courtney, like you were saying, kind of how you end your day and how you begin it, all of that. Um, I feel like I got a lot of that from my mom too. You know, I was taught that at a very young age, I was taught, you know, positivity, mental, you know, state, um, all of that at a very young age through sports, through school, through, you know, friends, my whole kind of facet of, of life. And, um, my mom just always, always had these, you know, great little like tidbits that I've just kind of like stuck with me throughout my life. And she always, I love to read. So it makes me so happy when Courtney's like, I'm reading this book. I'm like, Oh, books. Mm -hmm. Um, but my mom always, always gave me books from a very young age. I was reading really young. I have a, a the whole freaking library and I love physical books. Um, and one of the things too, that always like impacted me through my life was, you know, it was books like that of mindset of, you know, success, 
um, all of that. But my mom also gave me books on experiences and mistakes people made so that I could learn from that and not have to go do it. Um, you know, my mom always jokes, you know, as you're a young teenage girl, um, parents' biggest fear is that you get pregnant, you know, and you're, you're 15, you're 16. And when (laughs) I was growing up, the newest show that came out was 16 and pregnant, which kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, which kind of sent kind of my whole friend group, the moms like, oh my gosh, you know, like this, this is the true reality of, you know, things that could happen. And I, I just remember growing up, you know, my mom would even give me books that, you know, these were nonfiction and or fiction of like these girls who they did, they, they were, you know, pregnant at a young age and she would, I would read them. It'd be really good. Like I said, whether it was fiction or nonfiction of like, this is serious and could happen. And then she had to drop out of school and this and that, and learning from people's mistakes and, um, you know, carrying that through anything and everything. Um, you know, even all these business books of, you know, you're reading how, you know, this gentleman's first, you know, multi-million dollar business failed here were his mistakes and like learning from that Yes. and, and starting, you know, the day with ending the day and starting the day with such a positive mindset. And I'm such a huge, I love that you guys are all into that as well, because I'm such a, (laughs) a huge believer in it is you know, what goes on internally affects everything externally. That's right. Um, and which is so hard growing up in, in this day and age for these young kids. Um, and it's tough. You got to have a strong mindset. You do a tough mindset that it, it's really hard for people to get in here. Um, and it has to be something that you control. And you don't let other people control nowadays. Um, And I think that's why there's so many issues. A lot of these kids are on social media all the time. You're seeing everybody else's best version of their lives. And there's all this comparative nonsense going on. And that's why I, I don't do a lot of social media surfing and, you know, I keep my kids off of it. My older kids are on it, but I just, I don't want, I don't want anybody going into that space. Mm-hmm. And well, it's something I, I didn't I do such a good job with that. I, my kids were on social media, but I have older kids who are close to your age, Tiana. And so like you, they grew up before, yeah. um, you know, Instagram was really a thing and, you know, TikTok. but yeah, I have a 19 year old who, you know, it's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, my daughter. You know, and I mean, it's just oh, what it is. And, um, you know, she's an amazing young woman. And so having, you know, to kind of uh, walk alongside her and help her understand that exactly what you're saying, people are putting um, photoshopped pictures of themselves up in many cases, not all, but the best angle. And so it's not real life. Real life is not that, you know, life is, life is a journey. Life is ups and downs. It's hills and valleys, and it's hundred percent, you know, um, and, and using social media safely, you know, not posting when you're leaving. Yes. But where you've been, not that you're taking off and, and anyway, I could go on and other things. And also I think it's important to, you know, let this generation know you don't need to be a TikTok star. You don't need to, it's okay to have a normal job, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny because I call them normal 
normal jobs now. And it's like, it's, it's a job. It shouldn't be like, Oh, well, that's so funny though, because the social media is so much more work. I feel like than a regular. Oh, it's well, I'm diving <laughs> in and Courtney's, you know, um, mm-hmm. kind of coaching me along on this. And I tell you oh. what, there's a lot to it. There's which so is kind of funny. That's like the blind leading lied. the blind because saying that I'm coaching <laughs> you, girl, you are coaching me along. <laughs> you are. And, but you know what? It's good. There's, there's a place for it. Uh, and it definitely helps build your business, but you've got to be able to follow, follow through. And and I just look at the people that are so good at it and I'm just trying to copy and do what they do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, Tiana, this has been an amazing, just an amazing conversation. And I just really appreciate your, um, transparency and, uh, just the joy that you have in your life and just kind of being open to where this conversation went. Um, I'd love to let our audience know that one of the things that we, um, piloted this time with Tiana was just kind of having a more free conversation. I mean, we do that with all of our desks, our, our, our desks, our guests. Um, but, um, I feel I'm at my desk. <laughs> And I've been here a long time, um, but but it's been a very just a free conversation to kind of flow where it went. And so I really appreciate you just kind of going with that. That was that was really nice. Yeah. Absolutely, thank so, you guys so much for having me. It was awesome. I love getting to talk to. You know, other, <laughs> I always I always say too, it's it's so awesome to connect with other women and females um, as well. I love you know the female supporting females, um, movement. So mm, hopefully, yes. you know, the audience can take something tangible away from it. So, uh, share with our audience, how they can get in touch with you, um, and follow you and, um, how they can do that. Absolutely. So, um, on Instagram, I am Tiana underscore Kaylin, which is K A Y L Y N. Um, my email inbox is always open as well. That's Tiana underscore Kaylin at yahoo.com. Um, I also have YouTube, which is Tiana Kaylin and then TikTok as well, which is Tiana <laughs> underscore Kaylin.com. Going back to Courtney's point of how much work social media is, you know, people, there's no clock in clock out. Um, it's 24 seven, but, um, Yeah. My, my inboxes are always open. I love, I always get a lot of messages about my investment properties too, mm-hmm. people asking questions and things like that. So I'm an open book. Any, any questions, a good question. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. And we're just asking our viewers to subscribe to our channel so we can continue to share the wealth of knowledge that's being shared with us um, here today. So we appreciate you and goodbye, our real estate viewers. Bye. (laughs) Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.